0: Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This program is made possible because of Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, the Griffin Foundation, and the Hereditary Disease Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today, Kevin Jess is joining me to discuss Project Change. Kevin's journey with We Have a Face began over a decade ago when he joined as a regional advocate. Recognizing the urgent need for advocacy in the HD community, he immersed himself in the organization's mission to raise awareness and support for those affected by the disease. In 2015, he committed. Uh, his commitment and expertise led him to assume the position of patient advocate, where he worked tire, tirelessly to ensure that HD patients received the care and attention they deserved. Driven by his passion for advocacy and the desire to make a difference, Kevin ultimately ascended to the role of president with We Have a Face Canada, In this capacity, he continues to lead the organization with unwavering dedication and a clear vision. Drawing inspiration from James Valvano, he embodies Valvano's spirit of relentless pursuit in furthering project change and pushing for positive change in the HD community. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kevin.
2: Oh, I'm just so happy that you had me.
1: Absolutely. So let's talk about project change. What is it?
2: Well, it's a big question um, because it basically it's a it's, it's a movement of call it um, where what we saw that there was a need for to change the current diagnostic criteria uh, to include cognitive, psychiatric, behavioral, and vegetative decline for diagnosis via the UHDRS. Uh, for those that don't know what UHDRS is, it's the Unified Huntington's Disease Rating Scale, which is used to, in, in diagnostically. And it also, I think, I believe is used for uh, trials. Uh, so there were two things uh, that in, in that that we felt should be changed um, to better serve the community. And so there's question 80 in the UHDRS, which looks at uh, uh, diagnostic criteria with motor, cognitive, behavioral, and functional components. And the question is, do you believe with a confidence level of greater than 99% that this person has manifest HD? So they were given a zero for no, one for yes. Now, that we feel that that confidence level should be changed from greater than 99% to greater than 50%. And the second thing was if a patient has an expanded CAG, so 28 not right? Um, so a mutation above normal range, that's, that would be above normal, okay? Normal is, the threshold is 27, so less than that. Um, so if they have that mutation above that normal range and they are expressing cognitive psychiatric, behavioral, or vegetative decline, so it's, it's measured that there, there's a decline there, the patient should receive a diagnosis of Huntington's disease. And uh, so that basically would help. Uh, a, a diagnosis for these, these patients uh, of Huntington's disease will facilitate the necessary supports that they may need and services as well. So that basically... You know
1: which makes total sense right like that it does why uh, there's not a
2: lot in- of people there's a lot of people like that that for instance I know like an individual I'll just use the one there's more but I mean I use one I won't say names but uh, uh, one who has a, a CAG uh, in the 40s okay they um, cannot get even though they know they've been tested they, you know, they can't get a diagnosis of Huntington's disease, they are experiencing the cognitive and psychiatric, these issues, but they the doctor won't give them a diagnosis of Huntington's disease because they don't have chorea. Mm.
1: Right, because they have to go off of the old diagnostic criteria.
2: Exactly, exactly. Now, we, a lot of people here, here in Canada, we don't have this issue as such. We, I, I suppose in some cases we may, but like my wife, she never ever had. Korea, she died with Huntington's disease, and she never had Korea.
1: My dad really didn't either. Um, you know, he a lot of his was cognitive and behavioral, and he had balance issues, but not the Korea that you see a lot of people yeah. with. So, um, yeah, I mean that makes it very hard to get a diagnosis.
2: Yeah. Now, and 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 the thing is, you go uh, like there's a work group. An international work group that put this together. Okay, um, there were people. Okay, because there's there's a lot of voices there, you know, that are talking, and right. you know, and I'm I didn't come in until late in the game. I was sort of behind the scenes, but once James Valdano retired, it was something that became necessary for me to enter into that arena. We'll call it. I'm not really good at that in the sense that I'm not real diplomatic. I tend to speak and say what I think. And if I think that somebody's being stupid, well, you know, I'm going to say something in regards to that. And there, was, there, there what surprised me is that, you see, this was a shock to me, this whole thing, because I thought, what I think what who, who are these people why why are they behaving this way and and in a, this negative way and like I say I'm what was what goes on there stays there as far as people are concerned I'm not gonna say names. but it's the lay organizations that were the issue right and so to me like being in a lay organization, right? Uh, I know what the purpose of a lay organization is, okay? We are not professionals. We are the advocates for the community, right? So we listen to the community. We take those concerns, we hear them, we compile them. We put them on little shelves that we have in our head. We, we, We write about them, we talk about them, we do whatever. And when something like this comes up, we take it to the professionals and we say, this is this is the issue or these are the issues. This is where we have a problem. And we let the professionals put this together and make it reality if that's possible, okay? That's my way of thinking, okay? I can't make those changes. You can't make those changes, right? it requires professionals to do it. Okay. But that's, that's okay. The professionals are quite willing to, to deal with these issues. Okay. But why would lay organizations fight it? You know, I, 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 that, that shocked me. And, and so I didn't mind saying, you know, that I don't understand what you are about at all because in this particular project in project change. Now, when this began, it was basically a survey question that we put out, that we have a face put out. And it was, should the diagnostic criteria for Huntington's disease be reviewed and updated? Now, at that point, once we, you know, we reached saturation quite quickly, as a matter of fact, it's actually a world record, okay, in regards to the ma- amount of uh, feedback that we got from people who actually filled out that survey, right? Yeah, I'm t- saying world record in the Huntington community. okay? All told, when it all came through, it was around 8,000 people from all over the world. And um, so to me, when you get that many, right? The people have spoken. Those are, those are the people that we as lay organizations listen to and serve. And they weren't listening. Yeah. Shame on them. That's, that's the way I felt. And, sure. and, uh, and so I didn't mind saying it. shame on you. You know, that's it. and And some people were disgusted by my, you know, coming forward and saying, this is what I think I didn't care. Right. it, it, it does, that doesn't bother me. I, 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 to me, you have to have a voice. People, people don't, a lot of people feel have a voice. And, uh, and so this is something that there was nobody at that table that was in the community, you know, as such, but I was, you know, so Why not? Right. And say, yeah, this is this is how it is. You may not like it, but whether you like it or not, it's irrelevant because it's going to go through anyway. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah, you know. And and when I say lay organizations, I'm not talking about the HDSA because the HDSA was on side.
1: Mm. Yeah yeah but we have to have those voices in the community you know you're right because um there's got to be change at some point point. and when you have greater than 30 years of of the same criteria and, and you don't move along with the with what research shows and and everything um we can't help people right and there's this urgency yeah. to help people and and when we don't move forward with what we know has you know now that we know so much more about hd like mm. you got to with that um
2: yes and you, yeah, you so have we, to move yeah. you have to move because i mean you take like you say this has been 30 years since 1993 since the discovery of the gene okay when when because it's not if it's when this goes through um and and becomes you know the the way it is you know uh, it actually will be the most significant change in the Huntington's community since 1993.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
2: how big this is because when you think about it, when you think about people being diagnosed and what it means to them, they'd be able to get social security benefits, they you know disability, these types of things that they can't access now because somebody just refuses, to see Huntington's disease as more than, a, than a, uh, a movement disorder. Right. Right.
1: And to break that down even further, so um, I actually am glad that you're you're bringing that up. Like, what does this mean if we change diagnostic criteria to include the cognitive symptoms and the behavioral symptoms? What does this mean for people? One would be to get social security benefits for those that are in, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, the other being, if you're not in the U S, um, there are, there are countries that will not allow you to go and get the neurologic treatment and things until you have a diagnosis. Um, so you can't even go here, at least in the U S you can go see somebody, you know, if you want to just as a a consult, but some places you can't even do that. Um,
2: Mm. because some places they won't test you unless right. you're showing some they kind won't. of symptom. So, so you know, like, and this isn't predictive testing. Okay, we're not talking about saying, okay, um, I'm twenty years old. Okay, my one of my parents has Huntington's disease. I want to know if I have the gene. Okay, so you go in. You're not. You're not showing any symptoms. You don't have it. Right you find out that you have a CAG of 42, okay? And so that allows you to understand that at some point in your life, since it's a dominant gene, you are going to manifest HD. And so you have to make choices in your life. It gives you that opportunity, okay? Now, I'm, I'm terrible about going off on tangents, okay? But I just wrote about a study that was in China. Okay. And what it is, it's about the gene expansion that's multi generational. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a woman, they were doing several families. Okay. So there's a woman there. She had a CAG of 35. Okay. So of course, she doesn't, she has a a negative test result at 35, because it's a 35 right right however she went and had children and and what have you and uh um she developed Huntington's disease herself full-blown Huntington's disease with a CAG of 35 but her children okay one of them it expanded to 66 this is this is a disaster Something like that wouldn't necessarily happen, or at least it would have. It w- you would have had a warning, right? right? If we were going under this new uh, diagnostic criteria, okay. Mm-hmm. This and and you know and you know you have you. I'm sure you faced it. You have children, okay. Mm-hmm. The baby shaming, the all this stuff. Mm-hmm. This, is, I mean, it, it. This is people don't understand. Okay at all for one thing and it's another darn business okay <laughs> you know and and <laughs> and uh, uh, i i deal with that some of that stuff you know and uh, uh, but we and we have to get past that we have to to allow people to make decisions on their own this is their body right, right. If you go in, like if, 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 you, if you, you should not get a negative test result if you have say from 28 to 35, okay? If you aren't showing symptoms, okay? You're basically gonna be told, you should be told that you know, you, this is what your CAG is. This is what could happen. You could, this could expand In later generations, right? Right. Or if you have symptoms, whether it be motor symptoms or whether it be the cognitive and psychiatric, those, those, what they call softer symptoms of HD. Um, I'm not so sure that they're softer, No. but uh, uh, then you should be given a diagnosis of Huntington's disease. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I totally agree. I, you know, I, um, I actually am dealing with it now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I am in the process of, uh, going on disability, but my diagnosis is neurocognitive disorder related to HD because you Mm -hmm. can't do it for HD. Um, because the diagnostic, I mean, the, the criteria with social security administration is still outdated but they don't recognize all of that. Um, But, but it, I think it's absolutely crazy that as a, what they consider the pre-manifest stage, because you're not showing movements that you don't get any resources. You know, to me, if there's one, right. And if there's one thing I, I would strongly encourage people to do um, it if, you know, if you do predictive testing, like I did right. one mental health is so important. It's a resource that should be offered to us. That is not, um, but it should be. And one of the things that diagnostic criteria would do for that is make that resource available. Right. Um, and the other thing is neurocognitive testing, establishing a baseline. So that way somebody can't look at you and go, Oh well, she's too smart to be sick. Yeah, and they can look at your baseline test and compare later and see that there's an actual decline. Yeah. So, and you know, but you can't get that testing without having somebody who's going to work with you in no HD or um, having something updated because it's just not done. Um. You know, and so then you end up having to either pay out of pocket, or they won't see you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, you're right; it's important for this to to be
2: updated. Um, and and, and that- we don't know. We we are looking at. Oh, I did have it here, but I, I um, where they tell that there's a lot of uh, some advances or discoveries that they have, which lean toward early intervention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in Huntington's disease. So so how are you gonna do that? How 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 can you intervene early if you are waiting until later? You know, this whole thing, it's like telling a woman who goes in for a pregnancy test, okay, that, well, we see that there's you know a baby in there, right? But you're not showing. So so we can't tell you that you're pregnant yet. Right. right. It's the same forget thing.
1: Forget the bodily changes inside that nobody can see, <clears throat> forget yes. that, you know, that there is actual evidence, you know, you can do a scan and things like that, which you can do in H D for the brain too. Yeah. Scan and see yeah. if there are changes.
2: But yeah. And they have made these changes to the diagnostic criteria for ALS. Okay, yeah. but not for Huntington's disease. Right. And and, and, and when you look, like if you go on the our website, okay, and, and read the whole thing, and you look at the at, at at for instance the training that say a neurologist gets on Huntington's disease, mm-hmm. yeah. you will be shocked. It's yeah. it's literally just a few hours. Right. Sometimes only two. Right come on. And yep. you're, and basically you're condescending to a group of people. And we all know that the HD, uh, uh people who are suffering with HD and their families as, and caregivers, okay. Like the close caregivers that come to your home or whatever, they're the ones who are the natural experts. Okay. Right. So these people are learning off of them, but then won't give them what they need. Mm-hmm. yeah personally i'm sick to death sick to death of them right sure. and and uh just to be blunt you know i i i have an issue with it and and uh, uh i i feel that our community is being used and they're not being used well so you know and and that to me that's the fight okay and i'm scrappy as hell Okay, I, I, I am, I just, I don't mind speaking it and saying, and it makes some people mad. And maybe that might be something that, that, you know, I have to try and control because I might turn off somebody, but <laughs> and not get what I want, but that's what I want. And that's what our group wants. Okay, because we have a face is no longer, okay, that's, you know, it's no longer, we have a face usa is gone uh we have a face canada and now is no longer a charity it's just an organization of one okay and that's me and i'm continuing to go paying it out of pocket myself and because of project change right i feel that strongly about it that i i'm putting my own money into this and uh uh, and I don't mind one darn bit because yes, okay, my wife has passed now. She's been she passed away in uh, October of 2021, and uh, but I have a daughter with now with Huntington's disease, and um, and 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 for some reason people can't get by this that oh, this is going to affect trials.
1: Sure, no, it
2: doesn't. It doesn't. Well, I
1: mean. It will help those of us who are not showing the movements to get into trials.
2: Well, like for instance, my daughter, okay. Mm-hmm. She has Huntington's disease, but she doesn't have movement. Okay. So she decided that because they were doing the predopidine, uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing that green correctly, but
1: you. I, I think, think it's, it's
2: right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I call it predopidine <laughs> anyway. Um, these big words, you know, but, uh, uh, so in Halifax, city of Halifax here, in Nova Scotia, they were also doing the that trial. So she uh, went to her uh, neurologist and to see about getting into the trial. So she went down there and they put you through this thing where they go through the UHDRS uh, scale, right, to see about putting in the trial. She could not get into the trial. Now the she, reason that she couldn't get into the trial is because she had movement. Yeah right? So, and, and, and do they do any trials like other than for movement? You know, it seems like they don't. Okay. And uh, because uh, it makes me wonder, you know, do you want to cure this thing or are you just going after something that you can, that you can um, measure because that gets you money? they, 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 it's so much easier just to be able to
1: yeah, but uh, but anti to argue that point, antidepressants are on are are on shelves, right? Like you can you can get prescribed antidepressants, and they're able to measure that for the FDA. So there's no reason to me that they can't. I mean, even even the recent Alzheimer's medication, um, you know, that was approved um, FDA approved. So there's no reason that they can't do it. It can be done. Um, yeah, but they, they wouldn't
2: let her burn. in. Yeah that's crazy that's
1: just so crazy because my
2: my my wife's niece got in you know but uh not uh, enough
1: movement
0: just enough to get in
2: just enough yeah but i guess you got to go in there and maybe fake it (laughs) there's an idea (laughs) <laughs> so, so,
1: what are the next steps for you? What are you know? How can the AC community help to, to well, project change and help get this diagnostic criteria
2: um, updated? People need to talk about it, okay, in in a way that it demands that it be done, okay, that it be adopted. They, they, we need to make it common so that people know that it that this is in the air, that this is happening, that this is this is something that that they need. Um and, and and we have to talk about it often. So you need, you know, to use the hashtag project change. You need to, you need to, you know, to all the information's on that, on the website here, okay, it's it's there. There's there everything is there. And, and- what is the,
1: what's the website?
2: It's www we have a face slash change. Okay. And need- right now, let me see. Okay, so you know my head is so bad when it comes to remembering anything. So right now, the work group is gone. Okay. Okay, because we're done with it we have, we have what we need. So right now it's now with two researchers at, um, Vanderbilt and they're writing it up for publication. So it will be published and, and, awesome. uh, um, and, and, and then, and there is some movement, um, And I don't know how much I'm allowed to say with this. Okay. Um, Because I don't know a whole lot about this anyway, because it's sort of this, this part of it's behind the scenes, but, but uh, the HGSA is in her final, in her final uh, email to the group, it was basically saying that they are moving to get this into gear at the centers of excellence and so on. It takes time. And uh, uh, so uh, I think you know she was looking at second or third quarter to okay. to see that happening so something is going to happen in regards to this it's not a pipe dream anymore it, 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 you know it, there are organizations that do not want this okay they just simply don't it befuddles my brain to think of why, but it has, I think that, I think that it it just, you know, some people want to have control over some things and when they feel that they're losing that, then they push back. And, and, and that, I think that's what is happening here. And, and uh, I I think it's a shame. And I think that uh, anybody that, that doesn't get involved in this cannot call themselves advocates for the Huntington's community. They simply cannot because this is like the biggest change and we need this so bad.
1: We do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it's, it is, everything indicates that this is needed. You know, you talk to anybody in, in the HD community and the struggles that they face, and this is such a huge struggle for people is not getting the resources that they need because they're not able to get the diagnosis they need because only movements are are seen as a diagnosis, which is ridiculous because we know it's not a, just a movement disorder. It's so much more than that. Um, right. So, you know, that's one of my, one of my things I like to talk about is, you know, HD is more than movements um, is one of my favorite things to talk about because i live it right i i live yes. this and i live the the cognitive and so um you know fatigue i had a neurologist a movement neurologist who you know focuses just on movement say oh hd doesn't cause fatigue and i was like who are you talking to because i can tell you it does mm-hmm. our brains work a lot more to be normal and so we get tired a lot easier. Um, but I had a neurologist tell me that. Oh, no.
0: HD doesn't well, cause.
2: I can, I can tell you another one. I, myself, and I don't have Huntington's. I, you know, it's, I don't. And so and I'm never going to have Huntington's, all right? But there for a while, um, when my wife was alive and everything, it's, very, it's a very stressful time okay so anyway i was i'd be waking up in the morning and uh i had absolutely no idea where i was what i was supposed to be doing and it, 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 i was working at my brain trying to. oh so i started leaving notes mm-hmm. to explain to me my son would come in knowing that this was going on because i told him and he said okay you you know you're supposed to go to work you got to do this you have to do that this was it was very distressing, and so I thought well, I must be coming on with Alzheimer's or something, you know. But you
1: I, caught HD, Kevin.
2: <laughs> I caught it. Yes, it was it, it was airborne. Yeah. And, <laughs> so anyway, um, scoot ahead a few years, right? My daughter that has HD, um, I didn't realize, but she was. I didn't ever told her. I never told her about these this experience that I was having, right? And uh, she said, I've been, I've been getting up in the morning and I have no idea. Like, and she's, she's describing the exact same thing that I just described to you. Okay. So it worried her so bad that she went to her neurologist and told her neurologist about it. And she says, yeah, she said, that's Huntington's disease. It's not right. So. Anyway, I have a friend who happens to be a psychologist. I was telling her about this because I told my daughter, I said, listen, I have the exact same thing. I said, do you work so hard and feel like your brain, like you're trying to get your brain to work? Just, Oh yes. She's, you're describing it right to a T she said just, and, and I said, well, I have the same thing and I don't have Huntington's disease. So why, why is that Huntington's disease? I said, your neurologist is fully, you know what? Okay. So I asked the psychologist, She's a clinical psychologist, and she says, oh, no, that's not Huntington's disease. She said, that's stress. And if you're overly stressed, that can happen. So of course she's just been diagnosed with Huntington's disease and she's stressed out. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: she's also my daughter. So she's probably, you know, the, the genetics are making this happen, right? This neurologist has no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I and 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 that's that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And we all have these experiences in the Huntington's community oh, where they don't know, right? And we kind of, yeah, we're kind of annoyed by it, but nothing we can do about it. So we move on, right? And and that's what we're used to doing. Isn't it a shame?
1: It is a shame. And that's one of my, um, other pet peeves, because after that experience that I had with that neurologist, I called a friend and I said, I need you a friend who lives here in North Carolina. And she does, um, community engagement and stuff like that. I said, I need you to go and educate some neurologists. Um, I said the problem, my neurologist who I love, um, retired, saw my dad, you know, and he was an HD expert. Nobody is ever going to compare to him, ever. Um, But what happens when they retire? Well, you got people who come in who don't know about HD. And Mm -hmm. that's a problem. Because we can't get anything changed if we don't educate people about HD. And they're not getting, as you said, they're getting maybe two hours of education on HD. I can confirm this because I literally have a... I'm in a program where I talk to um I'm I'm partnered with a medical professional mm-hmm. and they're trying to learn more about rare diseases. And when I brought up Huntington's, her, you know, I talked to her monthly. And when I brought up Huntington, she's like, Oh, I only got a paragraph on it. And I was like, that blows my mind. How do you just get a paragraph? Just I I don't understand. So now she's completely educated about HD. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs>
1: I I am, like I was like, no, you're gonna know about HD. But I'm the I'm the same way of, if I come into into contact with a medical professional or somebody who doesn't know, they're gonna know, because we yeah. we're not gonna change anything if the medical professionals are not gonna help us. So yes, yeah, I mean another thing
2: uh, as you mentioned too if people go on to the website that, that I mentioned before, there are interviews there from an assortment of professionals, uh, lay organizations, uh, uh, you know, like there's uh, Seth Rockberg, there's, there's uh, uh, Francis Silvana. Uh, I mean, there's a whole list of, of people here. Dr. Bird, Louise Vetter, there's like I say there's all all video shows talking about this particular subject and what they think of and 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 so that there's a wealth of, of of opinion and that's based on science and so on on there for people to watch and uh you know it's shareable you know what what have you and and that that really is what we need to be doing because there's a lot of individuals who have clout that just absolutely will not listen okay eventually it doesn't matter what they think right and they're going to say oh this is wonderful but (laughs) you know eventually that's what they're going to do right but now that's what they need to be doing. they need to be talking about it for the community okay because we're sick and tired of the crap that is coming out where we just are are left befuddled all the time uh, you know you hear about this this could be a treatment this could be this then you don't hear about it ever again you know we're, we're tired of that and so at least with this Right. This gives us something that we can work with that is going to better our community. It's going to help us. It's going to make people and put people in such a better position to be able to withstand and, and, and work with this disease because we can't get rid of it. So we have right. to work with it. So, so give us that. You, you're, if you're not going to cure it, you're not going to give us a decent treatment, then let us work ourselves and 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 give us a diagnosis so that we can move on and and enjoy what we have in life whatever yeah
1: yeah it's all about better quality of life
2: yes it is yes it is and 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 i i know i i get passionate and get whatever but you know I, I, i i my heart's there you know
1: and I just want to share the website again. It's uh wehaveaface.org slash change, hashtag project change if you guys are interested in sharing your story um and, mm-hmm. and want to, you know, really share and, and help with um this movement. Um Kevin, thank you again for coming on and sharing all of this. I think it's great um what you're doing and thank you so much for for fighting for us. Um yeah. it's it's great. We're all in this together
2: and we yeah. have to work
1: on it. Absolutely. So for those listening, make sure that you tune in every Thursday. Next week, we're going to be getting, uh, begin a new series that is sponsored by Hereditary Disease Foundation. Um, we'll be talking about the latest in research. So the brand new of, of the newest coming out, uh, we have young investigators that are coming on. And I'm really excited about our young investigators for next week, because they're going to be sharing um, how they use technology and imaging to be able to look all the way into the powerhouse of our cells, the mitochondria, it can actually slice and see into it now and see how HD affects the mitochondria, which is huge because we know it's a, like, we knew that was there, but now that you can actually see inside and, and see what's going on, not only that, but they can do it in like two days. So it's super fast now versus how it used to be. I'm really excited about the show with our young investigators. Make sure to tune in for that next week. Um, please visit helpforhd.org for our upcoming hype and in-person events um, and symposium in October. There will be um, scholarships available. So if you go to the website for that, um, then you can look into the scholarships to be able to attend. Um, I know for me, after being at HDSA convention, like I I know I want to go to another event just because I need to be around other people who understand and get it. Um, it was a huge thing for me. So I really wanted to share more in-person events with you guys. Um, I know that, um, NYA will be holding some things as well. And I believe HDO. Um, so I, you can go to their websites as well with information. Um, and until next time, guys, take care and love ya.